Hello everyone, my name is Beryl and welcome to my podcast, Creative Force. If this is your first time listening, it is good to have you with us. For everyone else, I'd like to welcome you back. I'm here to bring you creative people in all genres of art, crafts, culture, and and information about topics of interest. All of these things begin with the force of creativity. If you enjoy listening to Creative Force, please consider subscribing so you don't miss an episode. Yvonne. Hi, Kedriana. How are you today? I'm well, Beryl. How are you? I'm good, thank you. I, I, I have lost my voice a little bit, but um, I think that as long as you can understand me, it'll be okay. Mm-hmm. Um, so... You're here today. I, I would like you, you to tell our listeners a little bit about Ketriana in terms of what you are currently doing and what you're doing here at Break Arts Media. Okay. What I'm currently doing, um, besides the Ketriana Yvonne show that airs the first Wednesday of every month. And what is that show about? That show is bringing um, to the public people that you need to know from my point of view, people that will be legends in the futures in the future. That's how I see that creative talent, um, as far as artists, curators, musicians, um, all artistic and business entrepreneurs. So usually I meet people at functions and I, I see something and, you know, I ask them to come on my show and they do. And then I kind of follow them. And I, you know, I'm sure they had good things going on before, but they have a lot more things happen after that. Good. So after, your, after being on your show. Yeah. But okay. that's what I want to say <laughs> anyway. And I just feel like it's a, you know, when people say, oh, I have somebody want to be on your show. But for me, it's more like a spiritual connection. Like it's a reason that I meet these people. Right. And so that's kind of the flow of the show okay and so it's been running for two years and it's on you know my regular um slot the first wednesday of every month our show and then it also airs um throughout on hd channel okay so now when you say um regularly it's on a wednesday is it Mm -hmm. every wednesday or the first wednesday of every month okay so it's the first wednesday every month at what time at 5 p.m 5 p.m and is the show a second time it show um at uh, actually it shows at midnight okay all right and um so it's the first wednesday of every month and it's an hour long and what channel is it on how do people view it um on on they um, can check the brick uh on their verizon okay uh, and optimum is 69 okay and uh Spectrum. Uh, Spectrum 43. Okay. But they can also they go can to breakartsmedia.org. Right. It, it's on the TV3. So if you say what, check the box that says what's on TV on 3, okay, it'll have the schedule. All so. right. But what I'm going to say is that they can stream you live on that first Wednesday at 5 right. p.m. On, by going to brickartsmedia.org slash three. three. Yes. And then you can see, or if you don't have cable television, 
and or you don't live in Brooklyn. Mm. All right, so uh, with all of that, Ketriana, I want to now let's go back in time. You, Wait, but that was only the show. I didn't get to the. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. But <laughs> <laughs> I currently right, yes. Well, what what else are you doing? Okay, Ketriana? so I currently I'm doing that. Um, I also work in the healthcare field, um, and I'm doing my first poetry collection um, that's called Sequent Soul that should be out on Baboa Press that'll be available. So it's a book? Yes. Okay, you didn't say that, but go ahead. Yeah, so a collection of poetry. Okay. Um, and what is the title of the book? Sequent Soul, like the fabric. Yes. The sequent. Mm -hmm. Nice. And yeah, so, and so that's kind of the theme of, I think, my life. It, it's just a, a metaphor for... Um, Something, you know, a material that's flashy, that if you ever had that material. A glitter. Glitter and pieces fall off right. and you rub it one way or the other way and it's rough, but right. it's still. And can change colors, so it's a yeah, little bit it's, of um, uh, yeah. chameleon-like. Yeah, so that's sort of like how I see my life mm -hmm. or, you know, it's like you go through stuff and you may lose a little of your. That's right. I don't think I lose shine, but it's, uh -huh. you know. But every um, once in a while, sequence might yeah, fall off. But you're still there, and you're still... Looking good. Yeah. <laughs> so that's what that's about. All right, cool, cool, cool. So I think that's a good segue mm -hmm. into us going back in time okay. to your... I, I believe, did you say you were... Where were you born? I was born in Brooklyn, New York. Okay, all um, right. Actually, what hospital? Actually, uh, St. John's, which is now what, you you know. Interface. Interface, yes, 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 okay. <laughs> yes. All right. And grew up right here in Fort Greene. Mm -hmm. um, actually, I was, when I was born, I was, I lived on um, Clifton Place. All right, in Bed-Stuy. Yeah, and then we lived on um, Carlton Avenue. Okay. The old Carlton Avenue right. before the... Gentrification. Oh, the first oh, okay. gentrification, <laughs> mind you. So I am truly a Brooklyn Knight. Yes. A member of the old Brooklyn Knight Society. Okay, all right. <laughs> I think I need to apply to that for yeah. myself. Mm -hmm. I'll, I'll, I'll talk to you about that mm -hmm. um, after we discuss um, Ketriana's life in Brooklyn. Okay. Whoa. Mm -hmm. So, <laughs> Ketriana, mm -hmm. so tell us a little bit about growing up in Brooklyn. Growing up in Brooklyn, um, I tend to have fond memories of Brooklyn um, and just yesterday, um, Phyllis, she was, yes. no, this morning, she was like, what was that church? She was about the Brooklyn Tabernacle, what did it used to be? So right. I thought that used to be the Metropolitan, Okay. you know, movie theater. And then I'm like, and the other one was the RKO. And then I said, you remember Martin's? It was a department store. Uh, Fulton Street. Uh, a lot of people remember Macy's. Mm -hmm. Well, they know Macy's Abraham now. and Strauss. They remembered Abraham and Strauss. But yep. then it was Martin's. Yes. And, you know, a lot of people don't and remember Corvette that. And Maze. Yeah, Maze. Uh -huh. yeah, I don't remember. Corvettes. Down, well, I'm down? a little older than you, so okay. I remember Corvettes. I remember Corvettes. Uh -huh. I can't even remember where that one was now. So, okay. <clears throat> that so, was a cheaper store. Yeah, well, every day was a sale day <laughs> at Maze. <laughs> so, absolutely, absolutely. We, so, 
Um, I told my mother I didn't want to shop in Mays anymore. That's oh. when I had to get a job. Oh, okay. <laughs> Mays was fine with me. So, yeah, so basically for me, growing up in Brooklyn, I mean, compared to, I'm somebody that has moved out of Brooklyn several times, came back, been back in Brooklyn for the past 20 years, and seeing the changes, not really feeling it. It's really, for me, nothing to feel because mm. the I feel like the real soul of Brooklyn has been kidnapped sold, sold or displaced sold out and or buried mm -hmm. and you know for the most part um i'm gonna always you know be from brooklyn and, and give it cred but it's like i miss my old brooklyn and i will defend it to the end that's right so you know when i hear people say um oh it's nice now I'm offended. Yeah, me too. It's me not too. nice. What makes it nice now? You know what makes Complexions it nice Complexions don't yes. make a place nice. Right, right. I right. mean, if that is, which it is the reason people say it, mm -hmm. but that's, that's a, you know, problematic right there. Right. And so for me, you know, um, people talk about, oh, it used to be crime. It used to be drug dealers. It used to be, yes, every place used to have that. That's right. And for the country that we live in and the conditions that some people have to, I uh, guess, um, live by, yeah. um, that's the end result. So mm -hmm. to me, I mean, yeah, I had neighbors that were those things, but it didn't make it a bad place. Right. You know, I got so you. I it got was you. The, the best part of it. It was a community. That's right. People's, it was a neighborhood. It was a neighborhood. It was people a knew your name. People knew your name. They knew your kids. Yes. They looked out <laughs> for you, you know. Absolutely. Um, absolutely. If my kids did something five blocks away, I would hear about it. Do you know, Miss Ben Bell, <laughs> we saw this one or that one mm -hmm. doing this, that, or even mm -hmm. on the other hand, Oh, well, you know, I saw your son. He helped an old lady mm -hmm. or whatever the case may be. Yeah. Someone in the neighborhood knew they, them. Right. Exactly. So now let's take it back to your childhood or teen years okay. in Brooklyn. Let's see. Um, okay, this was my whole, I guess, let's see. I was born in Brooklyn. Um, my grandfather worked at the... Um, Navy Yard mm -hmm. and so that closed or his job so we ended up moving to Philadelphia so I was a kid then right. so I actually started school maybe at 3.05 um, for pre-k okay <laughs> I'm going back and I actually went there for um, junior high school mm -hmm. uh, I guess fourth and fifth grade and to this day I will talk about PS three hundred five. And where's PS three hundred five? On um, Monroe, like Monroe. Okay. Um, yeah. In Bed Stuy. Yeah. And I was living in this neighborhood, uh -huh. so I don't really know the logistics of why we took the bus to go to school, but right. I'm so glad we did, because for me, um, I had a sense of my culture. Um, you know, I remembered when I was in the fifth grade, we were working on this project about Africa. Okay. And you know, we had. Um, all the symbols, like it's like something we made, um, a little duplicate of Africa, and it had like everything that came from Africa. Right. And it was so positive. Um, and so what happened with that, I moved like in the middle of the year and got um, regentified out to East New York, where I went okay. to 214, which is um, off of Conduit Boulevard. Right. And that experience was like, a total different I know it was like world 
Right. Um, I went from. So you're talking about my neighborhood now. That's yeah. where I grew up. <laughs> so we, you know, I got there. All, you know, you speak about anything. All I heard was this thing, you get a zero, which I really didn't know what that was. What are you talking about? Huh? Talking about what? Um, Just in general. I guess that was just a part of their system. Of doing what, though? Um, They give you a zero, like, for talking, maybe. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> I, I understand. So you were in a class, let's say, home economics or let's say just whatever. civics, and then if you talked in class, mm -hmm. you would get a zero for that day? Yeah, but... I guess. Okay. I, I didn't understand that whole thing. All mm. I know is it wasn't like, it was a hostile it, environment. Right, right. It was not any love for me as a uh, a black child. <laughs> but was it was it mostly white? It was Italian. Okay. Um, you know. That's when I grew up there. It was yeah, mostly Italian, so, some Jews. Yeah, and most of the people that did end up there came from, they got from, because with some people that actually lived in Howard Beach. Oh uh, no, in my neighborhood down here in Brooklyn. Oh, okay. That also moved. They were bust out there, or they. Well, when they f did the first gentrification in Fort Greene, uh, most people moved out to East New York, like okay. Cypress Hills, Green. Yeah. Um, that's right. That's where yeah, I pink live. houses. Yep, that's where I live. So two blocks. So from this Cypress is Hills. this is all before. Um, I guess when they were building Linden Plaza. Right. So Exactly. Yeah, so exactly. I actually watched that happen. Mm -hmm. I watched um, the, I think, Gates. Was, maybe that's no, the... No, it wasn't Gate, right? No, mm -hmm. no. I'm saying the, um, in Brooklyn, uh, when they were building, like, on Gates Avenue. Mm -hmm. I guess, um, whatever those... Those projects are. Yeah, I yeah. remember when those... <laughs> right. Well, you know what? What had happened was, there was, because um, I, I remember it very well, I was old enough to see it on the news. They had the sort of emigration from the south to the northeast as opposed to going to Chicago. Mm -hmm. And it was um, Governor Wallace was giving families in the south a one-way ticket up to New York. Mm -hmm. And he told the people that they would be able to get on welfare because New York was like the only city that would give welfare to families who just arrived. Mm -hmm. They didn't have to live here for any specific period of time. And you would see thousands and thousands of people getting on those buses. So with that in mind, I think that was one of the reasons why some of the public housing, more public housing was built to accommodate that great emigration of people from the South. I know that's what happened with Cypress Hills Projects. When I was growing up, um, I don't know what the story is with why they, you know, but basically, from um, I guess, and the neighborhood was predominantly Italian, yeah, and it was a lot of with the and Italians. Jewish. And when with, I, the apartment we moved into, it was an older Jewish couple, right, moving out, right, because they had the markets on Blake Avenue and Pickin Avenue, Sutter Avenue, um where they would have the markets with the Jewish people having the push carts mm -hmm. where you would go there and get fresh vegetables, fresh eggs, and stuff like that. But with the Italians living there, a lot of them were associated with the Italians in Howard Beach. <clears throat> and I know there was um, gangs, and one of the gangs was the New Lots Boys. Mm -hmm. And the New Lots Boys were the precursor to going into actually the mafia mm. who used to meet on New Lots Avenue 
um, right near the um, the um, elevated line, mm -hmm. the first stop, there used to be a restaurant there that they all used to meet in. So yeah, I know, I'm sorry for cutting into your story, <laughs> but <laughs> go ahead, finish telling us about, you know, what, what your life was like, oh. you know, coming to that neighborhood and um, going to well, school there. Yeah, for the most part, it was good. Um, I'm going to give a shout out to uh, Keith Watkins, who's um, No Kid Left has the nonprofit No Kids Left Behind. Nice. Um, that's um, that's also still at two, works at 218. Really? Our um, high school, and is doing so much in the community there. So um, he has like a monthly fish fry okay. um, to raise money for the organization right. that usually I haven't been able to go back because I'm usually in the studio the same day. So I'm going to make it my best to make it out there on February 3rd okay. to um, the community center in Cy Cypress Hills um, to get some fish. All right. Let me know. I would like to go with you because yeah. it would be like going back home. Yeah. So, yeah. And it would take Stella too. All right. Cool. <laughs> so, um, yeah. So pretty much, um, yeah, it was a little different, you know, coming from, I guess, you know, where you lived in um you know, like now, I guess I can have an appreciation for living in a brownstone, right. you know, but the only thing with that, they tore down the brownstones, put up the present day housing. Mm -hmm. And so moving into, um, I guess, Cyprus, which was, um, you know, a lot of people. And, you know, I went to um, like 214 and um, 218, which is Peter Senate on... Um, on Logan Street? Uh, actually, Fountain. on Fountain Avenue, I uh -huh. think it is. 218 yeah. is the junior high school. Yeah. 214 mm -hmm. is the public school. Right. Mm -hmm. My kids went to 214. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Hmm. And, okay. I, and I actually I subbed in 214 for a while. Okay. So, yeah, then um, I went to the high school of fashion industries, and that was good. Mm -hmm. Um what about your life in Bed-Stuy? Everyone, what, you, later or you remember that? Or? Um, in Bed-Stuy, basically, I remember, uh, I guess, basically the families that my, my parents grew up with um, and how from Clifton Place uh -huh. and Green Avenue. My cousin lived on Green Avenue. So basically, it was always like, wow. Or no. Everyone, what, later or grown up? But growing up. Block. Or around the corner. Right. That's how and, it was for me, too. Yeah. So everyone maintained, um, you know, relationships throughout life. So right. you just, I mean, the, um, you know, aunts and uncles. Sure. But it was so many people. And, you know, then later, even if they moved to another city, you know, um, I lived in Baltimore at some point. I remember it was a family that moved there. My mother came to see me. She tracked them down and visited. Who? And, Who are these people? Um, her name was, I can't remember the last name. Her name these was, are people you lived with? No, these were friends that my parent, my mother, oh, okay. All right. from um, <clears throat> Clifton Place. Okay, I understand. So, you know, I'm just saying how they maintain their relationships. Right. Throughout. Yes, life. Yes, yes. The whole you know, absolutely entirety. Absolutely. And so I think it's down it was down to like one family, so one one lady, so I'm not sure if she's still living. So anyway, um yeah, so that's and then I had uh my aunt lived on Quincy Street and after school, you know, we would go there 
And um, it was very more for me Afrocentric. Mm-hmm. You know, like you learn. But like, what years was that? Like this sixties, seventies. Uh, let's see, seven no sixty. 60, mm, well, in bed style, it would have been like uh, 70s, early okay. 70s. All right. Yeah. Because then also, I moved to Philly when I, so I did second and third grade um, in Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. So then I have like my memories. <laughs> so, but I mean, but okay. So you were born I was in Brooklyn. Born, yes. So then um, first and second grade, you were in Philly. Yes, I actually, well, my first introduction to school was three well, of... Can I ask why? Um, I said my grandfather worked at the Navy Yard and right. it closed. Um, so he had another job with the Philadelphia um, um, Navy, Navy Yard. Yard. Okay. So my mother, my grandparents, I moved with them. My mother got married and you know, stayed in New York and it was sort of like everyone was of that age to leave the house. So my, and everyone just sort of like got married. And so I went with my grandparents and I'm You have brothers, you have brothers and sisters. Yes. Did they go with you? Well, I didn't, I only had a sister at that time and she stayed and then she later came. Okay. So we both had that little experience. Uh And, And what was that like for you? Um, it was good. I mean, um, living in, I guess coming from New York and living in Philadelphia as a kid, it was more country. Like, you know, because most of the people, I I never understood how I wasn't in North Carolina, but everyone's (laughs) sound like (laughs) it was North Carolina. Absolutely. And it was only two, (laughs) two something hours away. That's right. So yeah, it was, it was an interesting experience. In mm-hmm. the short time that I was in Philly, right, um, and was it a mixed neighborhood there or no? It was actually predominantly. Actually, I don't think I saw. Um, it was all black people, okay. but everyone um, owned their homes. Everyone had pride in their property. Um, and as a kid, I remember, you know, for twenty five cent washing people's step with the brush right. yeah, and yeah, yeah. stuff like that. And the day that um, everyone would, you know, do the lines on the street and and go over the numbers of the addresses. Okay. And so, you know, it was very, um, uh, you know, basically, like I said, homeowners. Mm-hmm. And it was... And then... Your I, sister's younger than you or older than older. you? Older. Okay. Older. And so, yeah, yeah. That, that was Philly. And then I left, came back to New York. So back to Ben. And then how old were you then? Um, that's when I came back. I was in the fifth grade. Okay. Fourth, yeah, fourth grade. So you, that's when you went to 214. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And your parents? No, no. First I went back to Bed-Stuy. Right. And 305. Yeah. And um, that was there for the fourth grade, fifth grade. And, and then... You went to, to um Yeah, East, East New, New York. York. Okay. Wow. Yeah, I know in my in my being a <clears throat> a preteen in East New York, um, the neighborhood had changed from predominantly Italian, Jewish to African American and Puerto Rican. And one of my my 
a person who became my best friend, uh, Deborah, came actually from Farragut, mm-hmm. down, downtown Brooklyn, or, you know, in that area. And when her friends finally came to visit her for the first time out to East New York, <laughs> they thought it was the country mm-hmm. because it was still very country-like mm-hmm. back then. Yeah, still they still is. had farms, mm-hmm. you know, like behind Eastern Parkway where the pink houses are. Mm-hmm. There used to be a lot of farms there and a little further out going towards the South Conduit. There were farms that we used to actually go to as kids to get fresh milk and cream mm. from the cows. Well, <laughs> bring it back a memory for um, Carlton Avenue, you know, where <laughs> when I was growing up, telling them age and stuff, um, having milk delivered, you yes. know, so that was a part of a memory. You right, know, for you had, all of us. You wake up and um, the glass bottle was That's there. That's right, the milkman used to come milkman, like at four or five o'clock in the morning. The, um, the man that sharpened the knives. That's right. The ice man. Um. Well, I don't know about the ice <laughs> man. I know, well, okay. I know I, they used to come with um, a, a cart or a truck mm-hmm. and they everybody used to come out to get their knives sharpened. Thank you for listening to the Creative Force Podcast with your host, Beryl. If you liked what you heard, come back and let others know about Creative Force. Until next time, be well, be creative, and enjoy living.